Hey guys, uh, welcome back to episode 22 of Jack Out of the Box. Uh, this week I'll have a chat about what I've been up to, um, which is actually a bit more this time because uh, mid-semester break is finished, uh, so I'm back into uni and normal life stuff that I'm up to, yeah. Uh, so we'll start off last Friday after I recorded the last episode. Um, it was the last day of, I mean, one of the last days of uh, mid-semester break. So I kind of just took it doing stuff I wanted to. Um, I played FIFA most of the morning because it had only been out for a little while. So, uh, yeah, I was getting my fix. Um then I had a meeting for resident ambassador uh, just with my building team um, and what we're getting done for the rest of this uh, month, uh, what events we're running and stuff like that. Uh, then Saturday, um, yeah, just played some FIFA and then uh, one of my mates wanted to, we played some Rocket League for couple of hours um then we went and got lunch takeaway it was crappy weather so we just went out in the car grabbed it and then came back um but it was good to go for a bit of a drive around and get out of Coolabong for a, da- a little bit uh then Sunday Scott and I went to get breakfast uh then again it was the second last day of break so I wasn't doing anything productive um I was playing FIFA and then I had updated something on my computer that made it start crashing so that was annoying uh so I spent a bit of the afternoon trying to work out why that was going on and then I couldn't figure it out so I just left it um and then so I played some Fortnite instead that was pretty fun. I think I got second and third in the two games I played, which was pretty fun. Um, yeah, we've played a couple Battle Royale games and I think Fortnite just the... I think the, the gunplay is a bit easier than other games and it's less try-hardy to be good. Uh, so, yeah, if I just want to hang out, have some fun and play a Battle Royale game. I'll play that instead of like any of the other ones because we also play, me and my mates play PUBG a lot, but it's way more hardcore. Um, So, yeah, I wasn't looking for that. I don't play solo PUBG. It's way too stressful. Uh, Then as we're getting up to the NBA starting this season, um... I ran the draft for my fantasy league. Uh, and this year we had 12 teams instead of eight, I think we had last year. So we're going a bit further down the rosters and into the bench guys that aren't going to play a lot, but could play a lot if injuries happen and stuff. So it means we had to be a bit more strategic about it um, to build a team. Um I was kind of surprised. I thought we'd get further down the rosters, but we really didn't. So I think, how many? We got 
15, 13, no, 13 players each. Um, 10 starters and then three bench people. Uh, so that was like, yeah, we were like two, almost 200 players in and it didn't seem like they were that bad. So I was a bit surprised. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see how we all go when the season actually starts and if we do any trades or whatever to make our teams better. Um, yeah, that was good. Uh, then Monday I worked on my website again. Uh, basically was finished it, just had to fix up the bit that uh, was missing and I couldn't find where to do it, so I emailed the lecturer. Um he replied, so each person in the user's um, API package that we're collecting the data from, each person in there has a URL that links to their own section of the API where the location can be found. So I'd spent ages trying to get it to go into that URL and get that person's name and then save it so that it could use for each independent person in the table it displays them in. It showed each one of their location. But for some dumb reason that isn't working and every time I do it, it just picks one random person out of the whole thing and displays their location for everyone. So that's where I'm at at the moment. I don't know if I'm going to bother fixing it up. Everything else is fine and it works. Um, It just... Everyone has the same location, which is a bit of a, a dumb mistake, but I I can't see where it's happening and how it's happening. So that might just be something I have to lose a couple marks on, but that's all right. Um, and then I had one other part to do, which I just still haven't started. Um, I'll, I'm going to give that a crack after this. Um, and then... I think, what else did I do Monday afternoon? Nothing. It was the last day of, it was public holiday, so it was technically the last day of mid-semester break. I've since seen my lecture I had that day uh, is recorded and already put online. So, um, yeah, I might have to catch up on that tomorrow uh, or over the weekend sometime. Uh then Tuesday had my e-business lecture um, where we just sort of talked about all the different payment types that e-commerce websites use. Uh, that was pretty basic compared to the weeks before. Uh, then I'd, this was when I sorted out my website being done. Um, between that and the e-business lab where that was just easy, it was just, people continuing to present their PowerPoints on their favourite e-business websites. Uh, yeah, they were. I think four people did Amazon, so that was a really popular one for some reason. Um, and a few other people did some other... One guy did a bit of a local website like I did, which was pretty cool um, to see, again, how someone else would write it on a basic website that's only sort of exists in one country and only sells stuff for one purpose. Um, and, yeah, it was pretty cool. Uh, then Wednesday was again when I realised my website was not working and I thought I knew how to fix it, but 
I tried and tried and tried and could only fix one of them. Which was a bit easier, but it's fixed and is a bit janky as well. But um, it works and it refreshes itself. So basically, it was every time you clicked on some different person in the table's name, it launches another page and shows more in-depth information about them. Um, and for some reason it was showing up, say if you clicked on one guy and it launched, then you close the page, click on a different guy, the page had opened, but it had showed the previous dude until you refreshed it. So I found some, did some Googling, found out you could call a refresh in JavaScript that would refresh the page without someone having to click the refresh button. And then I called that after zero point a tenth of a second or something and it refreshes the page before you can even really notice it's even loaded and it has the right details so that was it then i wrote half the notes for this lecture i mean for this podcast episode then went to trivia and i think we ended up coming like 10th it wasn't really that good we did pretty bad but it was fun to get out and go and do something for a little bit uh, then today I had my management information systems lecture. Uh, we talked about the telecommunications and different types of wireless technology, how internet networks work together, uh, the different types of these networks and what they, what parts they can p- contain and how they work to um, achieve their purpose. Uh, then I've finished the notes for this podcast and I'm recording it now. Uh, And then I'm going to do a bit of work on the last podcast, I mean, last website task, which I think is pretty easy. I'll put The Simpsons on and watch that and do my assignment at the same time, which probably isn't productive, but I'll get stuff done and I'll feel like I'm having fun doing it. So that's the main thing. Uh, And then just before I get into the music stuff this week, I think I've had a bit of a thought some thoughts about what I'm doing with it at the moment uh, and it's I'm um, I got to the end of the album for this episode and when I don't want to do it like this anymore so rather than doing a person's full discography I think I'm just going to pick a couple albums that I really really like um, and I think I want to start that next week with moving on from I'll skip a few of Mac's stuff that I actually don't listen to and don't really like. Um, which is kind of starting with this one, uh, Macadelic. It's a pretty interesting album, uh, very different compared to his previous stuff, a bit more um, sort of grungy, trippy hip-hop music that I really can't. Like, I know the songs, but I can't really get into it. Um, and then his next album, Watching Movies with the Sound Off, is basically kind of the same thing, but a studio release, not a mixtape that he released independently. So, yeah, I think after this one, I'm going to skip to um, Good AM, um, which is Max next studio album after watching movies with the sound off um it's he's sobered up he's off his drugs he's 
just writing music for him. Um, and yeah, it's really a lot. I can enjoy it a lot more than I enjoy these, uh, Macadelic especially, and watching movies with the sound off, and then even Faces, his next mixtape, um, that I've probably listened to more than Macadelic, but I still don't really... You know when you watch a movie that has some creepy stuff going on? That's what the, this music kind of makes you feel. Uh, and I don't really think I want to put myself through that just to create a podcast for you guys when I could skip to say, well, yeah, good AM and really enjoy listening to the music, enjoy writing about it and then in turn enjoy telling you guys about it. Um, Yeah, so I think that will probably keep me interested in doing this a bit more. Um, Then I'm going to go back and listen to my favourite music podcast that I did um, after that or after I finish the rest of Max stuff, which will be Good AM, The Divine Feminine, obviously that's my favourite album he's created, Uh, then Swimming, and I think I'll have to give Circles another listen and see whether I... I think if I'm going to do Swimming, I have to do Circles, but I don't don't know if I want to... Um, so yeah, there'll be three or four more Mac episodes after this one. Then, what did I... I think... I'll go probably back to Kanye after that. I'll listen to my actual album and work out what... Uh, my actual podcast about it and work out what I actually... Which ones I want to talk about. Um... Because I don't, I'm just going to wear myself out doing it for every single album of everybody I listen to. Because that's a lot of music. That's, yeah, all of Mac, all of Kanye. That's 20 years of music, basically. Um, Logic, even some of his stuff's from like 2010. Then Kendrick, that's from like 2012 to now. Uh, then the rest of them are a lot less than that, but I still, yeah, I just want to talk about what I actually enjoy, not, like, I'm I'm not saying I don't enjoy all of Mac's music, because I do, I just can't really find myself talking about this one, or Macadelic, and watching movies with the sound off as in-depth, or passionately as... The Divine Feminine or Swimming, which both of them I probably listened to 20 times front to back. Um, and yeah, these two probably twice, but once each probably front to back. This is probably my second time listening to Macadelic completely. So yeah, I want to move on to stuff that I, the proper stuff I actually wanted to talk about initially, um, but just sort of thought it would be better if we went from the start to the end but um yeah i think the first four i've done i really like those um and then the next three towards the end of max music is 
again something i really like and i'm happy to excited to share that with you guys next week um so yeah i guess we'll get started with uh mac miller's macadelic um this album was sort of or mixtape sorry was created following the really dodgy reviews he felt he got on blue slide park from certain people um although uh blue slide park gained a lot of success at the end of 2011 i think it topped billboard for two or three weeks i think um mac had seen a couple reviews um that he felt were aimed at him not his music uh and that's sort of not what he wrote he didn't write the album for himself to be analyzed he wanted his music to be revered and reviewed and the critics to be really happy about that and review his music not review him um yeah so it's a bit interesting um i'll start us off with track one love me as i have loved you uh, this isn't really a song. This is more just the intro skit to the tape. Um, it's a poem um, spoken mostly in French um, aimed to identify the themes of Machiavellic. Um And yeah, throughout the poem, you can hear a, another voice sort of calling out to, well, I'm get when he was writing it to Mac um, and they, they, feel like they're his intrusive thoughts um as he sort of came to grips with uh as he was had sort of gone into hiding and ended up uh yeah in a bit of a drug-fueled slump that he basically wrote this whole album under um so it kind of goes into stuff he never thought about until he was heavily under the influence, um, which is interesting, but at times also a bit creepy that he decided to share his interesting um, experiences through, um, yeah, his trips and uh, thoughts and feelings while he's... um, heavily drug-induced which is a weird way to look at it but I guess he wanted to explore something different than write another Blue Slide Park again uh, which he definitely did create something different Um, he sort of has ended up going through three different phases Um, sort of his frat sort of frat rap stuff with kids and best day ever and then even I Love Life, Thank You, and Blue Slide Park are very much of that. If you, in sort of 2010, 2011, if you listened to Mac, you knew what you were going to get. It was going to be some happy, hip-hoppy rap music that really sort of led you just to chill out and have fun with what he'd talk about and the beats and all of that stuff into sort of his macadelic watching movies, faces, stage, uh, where most of it was written under the influence. Um, 
where Mac felt he could create a new sort of persona um, and a new genre of music of Mac Miller, uh, if that makes any sense. Uh, so, yeah, and then into Good AM, where he'd sort of sobered up and just decided he was going to write music from him, not from the drugs he was taking, basically. Uh, and then kind of, I think Divine Feminine probably falls under that again. He was, um, I think he was sober at that stage, um, other than being high on being in love, I guess, um, a lot more than this album says. Uh, and then Swimming and Circles um, isn't really his drug-using days, but definitely isn't his sober days because um, obviously while he was writing circles he he passed um and that was due to an overdose so he was obviously using drugs during the writing of that um and most likely swimming uh, but they're really they're a bit like these ones where he's writing a bit um, strangely and it seems a bit like he might be under the influence of something and in a trip but a bit less making it feel less creepy and just more uh, yeah he knows it's bad for him but he can't really get out of it which is a theme in this album definitely but uh, gets a bit lost with uh, just, it's kind of the opposite. He does it, he knows it's wrong, but he can't get out of it. Uh, and he, he's not really trying to, he just falls back into that hole again. Um, so then track two is Desperado. Uh, Mac sort of raps about his stress he's dealing with, um, within one of his trips he's under the influence of, um, some devil with a pitchfork, pitchfork keep talking like you know me. A reference to a pitchfork article, uh, which is a music website that gave Blue Slide Park a 1 out of 10 review. Uh, Mac sort of talked about this in a 2013 interview with I Can't Remember. Uh, but he basically said he felt a lot of the reviews, as I said before, were on him as a person, not... Blue Slide Park. Um, he was 19. He was really excited to put out his first studio album. Um, once he put it out, no one had the respect that he, for him that he expected. Um, so probably with the success of Kids and Best Day Ever and I Love Life, Thank You, uh, Mac was a bit confused when he released his first studio album and people were like, no, nah, I don't like this. Uh, and then it ended up with the Billboard number one anyway. So it's a bit like he got a bit too caught up in what the people who were saying stuff about him who he thought their opinions actually mattered. But when a critic saying this is bad isn't going to influence... Or, I mean, it may influence some people into not listening to it, 
but I I don't know because now music's so easy to access. Like you can have a Spotify account for free. Um, you can find any music you want on YouTube. Um, so I think maybe back, I know back then, ten years ago isn't that long ago. Uh, but when sort of music was more, you needed to buy a CD to listen to music, or it was iTunes and you needed to pay for the whole album or the whole song. Uh, maybe people did listen to critics back then a bit more, but uh, I know. Sort of now, I'd heard dodgy things about Kanye's newest album and Drake's, and um, what uh, even um, I think it was the last one of Post Malone's. It was really badly reviewed. But then I listened to some of the songs, and I'm like, "What? Why do people think this is bad? What? These are like probably." With Donda especially, like I, that was sort of just as I was getting into Kanye and I listened to his newest album that was definitely different to anything else. I'd like, I'd listened to him a bit, but not that album, like, or a hell whole album. Um, yeah, I think nowadays people are probably with how easy it is to access music if a critic says it's bad, they're probably going to more likely to go and listen to it than, say, when you had to pay for a single song or a single album, you're probably a lot less... You're a lot more likely to be influenced by what the critic says and not go and purchase it. So I guess Mac had did have a point worrying about what these this review especially said, but... Uh, in the end, making it to number one on the Billboard charts off an album that you that had been reviewed really badly is kind of crazy. Um, yeah, so then bouncing off this, Mac had obviously seen that Blue Slide Park had gone number one, even though he was in sort of hiding. Um, I only get money. These labels trying to clone me. Uh, Mac knew as an independent artist a lot of labels were hoping to replicate him and try to get the success that Blue Slide Park gained towards the end of 2011 being number one on the Billboard charts for uh, three or four weeks, I think I said before. Uh, yeah, and they would, they'd be trying to create uh, music like Max that was popular at that stage. So they'd want to sign someone who could make music that was similar to what Mac created. Um, a bunch of stress. You see this mic is like my punching bag. Rock and roll, drugs and cash. You're softer than a bubble bath or bubble bath, as I'm pretty sure Americans or Mac says it in this song. Um Mac uses music as a stress reliever um, and as his punching bag basically and he knows that even though his life's full of money, drugs and touring, deep down he's just a big softie and he just wants to stay at home and have a bubble bath I guess. 
Um, he may be going back to what Blue Slide Park referenced a lot, um, that he's still the same kid from Pittsburgh before he started getting famous. Uh, even though he is famous now, deep down he's still just that big softy of a kid that was trying to make it big to buy his family and buy his mum a house and stuff like that. Uh, I'm from Pittsburgh, that's black and gold. If my skin gets filled up, I'm a tat my soul. Running out of paper, writing on my hand. Max strongly filled with Pittsburgh pride. Black and gold are the colours of the Pittsburgh Pirates, which is their uh, major league baseball team. Um, even has the their logo tattooed on the back of his hand. Um, I guess... Now money's allowed Mac to afford tats, so he's going to fill his body up and then just keep going. Um, I think the writing on my hand part sort of links to this too, as Mac had a large amount of tattoos on the back of his hands. Um, so maybe some of these were to do with lyrics that didn't quite make it in his music, but he wanted to represent it somewhere else. Um, yeah. Which, I mean, Pittsburgh, definitely that the Pirates sort of theme definitely comes in his music. Um, he literally mentions them right there, black and gold. And then he also had that on his hand. And then I'm pretty sure across his knuckles he had good news, uh, which is one of his later songs that's coming out. Um, and then it was it's like a bit of a sunrise or something that he ended up with on the back of one of his other hands or his other hand. Um, yeah, so maybe those, although some of them are part of, did make his music, maybe some of them didn't and that's why he got them there. Uh, so then track three is Loud, uh, the lead single off Macadelic. Uh, this is basically just a party album. I mean, Anthem, sorry, I can't read. Uh, where Max rapping about his experiences with girls, drugs, and money um, while touching on his success and how that led to him doing a lot of shows. Um, still roll up them blunts, got diamonds in my chains. Yeah, you heard me, I got diamonds in my chains and it don't make a difference if you're crying in the rain. Uh, Max still hits blunts like he used to. Um, but now he has diamonds around his neck. Um, I, I, the repetition of this uh, is kind of similar to people repeating stuff that no one actually cares about um, while also referencing his wealth. Um, but Mac does feel that having money doesn't actually make your life better. It will make yourself more content with your life. Um, it's more... Yeah, I guess, because if you had a lot of money, you can just buy whatever you want. So, um, you sort of become reliant on buying more stuff, um, which means the money isn't what makes you content. It's sort of what you do with the money, um, which, yeah, is sort of what led to Mac exploring drugs and stuff to see where that took his music. Because um, he said in a couple of interviews, and I think a doco that was done on him, um, 
after Blue Slide Park, he sort of just stayed inside um, and then did nothing and then he was got bored and you know how it is in when it's raining all the time and you just have to chill inside. Um, probably most people don't resort to what he did doing drugs, but yeah, he was basically like, what's the point of being inside doing nothing all day when I could be inside and be high all the time? Uh, so that's kind of where he ended up. Um, and then back to that line, uh, it still don't make a difference if you're crying in the rain. Uh, the, this could be about two things. Um, one could be he's crying in the rain um, and you, people can't not, don't notice it, so they sort of overlook his depression, um, which he was definitely in at this stage. Um, or it could have just been way more simpler that nobody notices his chains because everyone in the rap game has chains. Uh, I think it's probably going to go probably both, uh, but like knowing what this mixtape's about, it's not just I'm rich, look at me. Uh, like, yeah, obviously not. Uh, then I'm going to get that Grammy soon, F Your Magazine. Jordan Gunner hand me shoes, still F Your Magazine. Mac feels he'll win, win a Grammy soon uh, and make the Pitchfork art article and review completely irrelevant. A shot at Jordan Sargent, who's the guy who wrote the Pitchfork article. Um, and then... But also could be referencing Max sponsorship deals, uh, and the fact that he was had been getting free Jordans and stuff for, uh, performing and for being famous and being Mac Miller, I guess. Uh, so then that line just reminded me, I'm, I hadn't actually looked at the Pitchfork review for Blue Slide Park. So I'm just, maybe I should look at that uh, and see what, how dodgy it actually is. Um, but I'll minimise that because I'll read that later. Um, then track four, Thoughts from a Balcony, probably, probably on a album, a mixtape that I don't really like many songs, probably my favourite. Uh, there it's Mac's own observation from being on top of the world um, slash on top of the rap game um, thinking about where he is now while he's sitting in his mansion on his balcony uh, let me get a one way ticket haven't picked a destination I'm just trying to catch the train before it has to leave the station back in no bags nothing but the clothes on my back Mac Always knew when he was a kid he wanted to be famous. Um, and he knew that was a one-way ticket. Uh, and that once he was famous, there's no way of going back to not being famous. Uh, but he'd never thought about what he wanted to do once he was famous. Um, he just wanted it as soon as possible. He wasn't going to miss it. He didn't want to leave the train, uh, miss the train from the station, basically as he says, uh, and then packing no bags, nothing but the clothes on my back, that sort of hints with Mac making it as an independent artist, uh, 
literally no industry connections or any money invested in him. Uh, he just did it, basically. Um, I got an army right up under me. I'm Genghis Khan. Mac feels that with his passion and talent, he's super powerful and poised to take over the world like uh, Genghis Khan. Which I guess isn't who you should be referring yourself to but or as, but I guess he was literally a kid that was sort of... Uh, yeah, out of it on drugs, probably. Yeah, thinking he's going to take over the world, but maybe not remembering who Genghis Khan actually was. Um, said I'll make it big when everybody know me. Well, I made it big and everybody phony. Huh? Mac thought success was being famous, but when he got there, he was <laughs> pretty disappointed that it's just people lying and being surrounded by other liars. Uh, also touches on the irony of Mac's loneliness. He thought that being famous would connect him with the people he wanted to be connected with. Uh, but in the end, he just ended up being in a space where no one actually shares who they really are. They just share who they want everyone to think they are. Uh, which is just... That's just not how life should be if you want people to understand you don't make up who you're not like i could easily try and do that but like no i want to do what i want and be what i want and do everything how i want um yeah and express not that i'm like my only goal in life is to express myself properly but to just do it the way you see yourself is look i don't know because then that the way you see yourself is that actually how you are does that make sense um like i don't know but yeah i think it's easier to be connected with people if they're not making shit up about themselves. They're actually telling you what they're doing and how they've done it and where they're from and who they actually, what they want to be, what they want to do, not what they think the world wants them to be or society or their parents or their friends down the street who are like, you need to be like us. Uh, yeah. So then the last bit I've written about this one, because all these people get to screaming when the light's on, like they just seen a ghost earn my striped zebra coat. Um, making it as a white rapper obviously surprises some people still when Mac wrote this. Um, and yeah, they're screaming at him when the lights turn on and they see he's actually white, um, which is a bit interesting. Acting like a ghost, white as a ghost. And they've only, they've just seen him and they're scary and screaming at the ghost. Uh, then the next one, aliens fighting robots. Uh, this literally just seemed like Mac rapping about a drug trip, which I guess is where you'd see aliens fighting robots. Uh, 
Then they chase. Catch me if you can. I ain't DiCaprio. This lucid dream will have you go half a dose of... Have you going like half a dose of Adderall. Capricola sandwiches are tasty from Primati's. Uh, references a few different things here. First, the DiCaprio movie, Catch Me If You Can. Uh, then his lucid dream at the moment, feeling like a drug trip. When, um, knowing what Mac's doing at this stage, it probably is a drug trip. It's not a lucid dream because, yeah, that's just what happens. Uh, and finally, the Capricola sandwiches is... Yeah, Max just name-dropping somewhere in Pittsburgh again. Uh, it's a famous restaurant chain known for making sandwiches with hot chips in them. Just some blight appreciation for Pittsburgh again. Um, first the plane land and then the bags come. Uh, life's easy until your, lo- your problems show up. Uh, which could also be a reference for him losing his high and hitting the low or the bags at the end of it. Uh, you're back in reality and all your problems come back and you, yeah, remember you you just escaped life for a little bit. You're not gone forever. Uh, and then the end, I'm so high. What do you think about that, baby? Just, I guess, Max asking. He's just met a girl, I guess, and he's asking her what she thinks that he's high on drugs, so... I guess just sticking with the theme of that album, of this whole mixtape, that, yeah, he wrote it on drugs, which is crazy, but I guess some people do what they think they need to do to get out of a slump. I don't know if this did that, but I guess we did get some good stuff through it and after it, so... Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Then the next one, track five, Vitamins. Again, literally about a drug trip. Mac had, take your vitamins. Vitamins definitely not being good for you in this circumstance. Uh, But I don't know what happened to me. But as soon as it hit me, I was effing free. It took me to somewhere off the map and I don't think I'll ever find my way back. Uh, Mac doesn't actually know what happened to him, which makes it sound like he was drugged, not give taken drugs. Uh, is this the one where he's the girls introducing him to a new drug? Yeah, I think so. Uh, so basically, it kind of goes on that he's gone back to this chick's house and she's got some pills he hasn't taken before. And she basically gives them to him. He doesn't know what they were. Uh, but he thinks when it hit him, it... Sorry, my nose was itchy. Uh, it freed him and expanded his mind um, to see more of his experiences, not just what he actually saw, what drug-induced Mac could take those as as well. Uh the drug took him to a place he'd never seen. Now he's unsure if he'll be able to function when he's sober. Uh, also, he feels he's going to remember this mind expansion, uh, not just under the influence, but forever. Uh, then the next one I wrote quite a bit about, Fight the Feeling. Um, Max sort of 
I don't know. What I wrote here doesn't really fit with what I wrote after that. Mac raps about the nostalgia that he feels towards his childhood, remembering and feeling satisfied with how he made it and how where his music career has ended up. But then it's sort of the lyrics I wrote about sort of don't stand up to that and they're more about uh, wanting to basically trying to fight the feeling of unfaithful relationships uh, with random women and just what you can do when you are famous and whether it's morally right or not, uh, a lot of famous people just don't care. I had an intuition about these women and suspicion got me looking at shit different, how a man in my position can't start slipping down these slopes because it's all just downhill from there. Uh, yeah, Macadelic has Mac look at his whole career from a different angle uh, that happens to be drug-induced. He reflects on his intuition of un- unfaithful relationships and how he can't fall into these slopes because that slope leads to another one and another one and then he's in his big hole of depression and can't recover. Uh, hence, he has to fight the feeling. Uh, when you were young and you're just trying to live your life and have some fun in a world where you have yet to see how evil it's become. Uh, Mac now sees that he was completely oblivious when he was a kid. He was just trying to have fun and live life and get famous eventually. Uh, Yet now he understands that no life's full of problems that you can't see when you're a kid because you're a kid and you just... Literally, you go to school and have fun. And, yeah, that's basically it. Uh, Then Iman Amari joins Mac in the chorus. Uh, Stay high, go for what you know. Let it in your mentor and don't ever let it go. It won't stop. You can't fight the feeling. Uh, I feel like this is sort of representing Mac's devil on his shoulder. Encourage him to continue his drug use to let the devil in more and slip down the slope into unfaithful relationships and depression and all that stuff that he would have ended up in if he fell to this feeling. Uh, Basically, the feeling won't fade, so don't try and fight it. Um, Come on, Mac, just you can't fight the feeling. That's literally it. Uh, Then he has Kendrick Lamar on for the last verse. Uh, The emotion of jealousy that you're holding. You're telling me that you're golden, but really cubic zirconia. Let me see. Gold comes naturally, whereas cubic zirconia is man-made. Much like what I said in the last one of the other ones. Uh, Where am I? Uh, it's basically how people put so much effort into assuring everyone thinks everything with their them is perfect. Uh, when in reality, they're not being real. Life isn't perfect. Stuff isn't perfect. Everyone has stuff that's just not going how they want it to be going in their life. Like... People got to get real with themselves. No, life isn't perfect. Some things don't happen how you want it to or why you want it to or when you want it to. It just... Or some things you want to happen just don't happen at all. So get with it, guys. Uh, Then track 
Uh, I'm going to open Spotify because I can't remember what number that is. I think six. Nope, eight. Yep, I'm bad at this. Uh, Lucky ass bitch. Mac talks about his indulgent celebrity lifestyle where he had all the drugs, sex and parties he wanted. Uh, I'm partying where there's drugs free. This life I live, it don't come cheap. Mac has a fiend for drugs while riding Macadelic. Uh, so if there was a party and the drugs were free, Mac would be the first one there. Uh, he'd try anything. And as he said in a couple of interviews, due to his money and fame, if he liked something, he could just buy heaps of it. So, yeah, he was in a bad place mentally and thought drugs were his way out. And I guess he kind of got that, but I don't think that should be anything anyone advertises to people. Drugs aren't a way out. That might make you feel good for a little bit, but the crash and the pain they cause you eventually and everyone that loves you and stuff like that, it really isn't worth it. I think, as Max says later on, he needed to stay with his family and his friends in Pittsburgh. Like, pretty sure he moved to LA after this. And he didn't have any friends and he was just by himself, so he'd stay inside all day and get high instead of doing something else about it that would actually be productive, like hanging out with your friends or doing what you like or there's so many things he could do that were better than what he did, but I guess he wouldn't, I don't know, we wouldn't have this song or this album, probably wouldn't have watching movies with the sound off, we wouldn't have faces, Um, I don't know, it I don't think a life is worth music, if that makes sense. Like if some if he'd been around the right people, he wouldn't be gone. We might not have three albums of music where that he's written while he's off his face, but we might still have the rest of it. I never know. It's sad looking back at it. Like he... I actually read something the other day. He was he'd be thirty this year, which was I hadn't even thought of when I started talking about him. Uh, so then the next bit, you texted me, addicted. You need me, you miss it. She crazy, she nasty. Every day she harassed me. The girl Max slept with, the girls Max slept with during this stage of his life actually, uh, were much like him, high off drugs and money. Oh, the girl he was with is blowing up his phone because she's addicted to him and the drugs he can provide. It's driving her crazy, which then in turn is driving Mac crazy as well. Uh, then, yeah, that's Stevie Wonder bread. Uh, when referencing when Stevie Wonder re-signed with Motown Records, uh, he was basically given the money he wanted and he had all the creative control. Uh, now Max getting similar money. He's starting to explore other creative avenues too. Uh, then he has Juicy J on the outro. Yes, I am high for the rest of my life. Uh, the devil coming out again, telling Mac he's going to be high like this for the rest of his life. Um, he can't escape it. He doesn't feel like he can escape it at the moment. He's he's telling himself that he can't just so he stays there. 
uh, which is sort of not really how it works, but I guess I've never been, don't plan on being in this sort of stage needing, feeling like I need drugs to get me through life. So I guess I'm just going to have to go on out on a limb and believe him. Uh, and then track number nine, the morning after, uh, Mac tells us about his love-hate relationship with a certain drug, uh, mainly calling the drug she throughout the song. Mac knows that she can't, the drug can't love him back, but he's devoted his life to it and has fell to, uh, life or devoted his life to her and fell to the addiction to her. She makes me feel like how them drugs work, itching for my fixture when she's gone, the love hurts. The new drug Max found makes him feel like all the others. He suffers withdrawal when it's gone and he, it hurts. Showing us how dangerously Mac is attached to drugs at this stage in his life. The love and drugs that he correlates with this woman go hand in hand with his personality. Uh exclaiming that when she isn't around, his body physically aches and he's physically in pain until she comes back. Uh, and you could have it all, tell me what you need, believe in all them silly things you read. I hope one day it all makes sense. One day it all makes sense. Mac has the money to buy it all, so he's encouraging her to tell him what he needs to buy her. Uh, yeah. Then, believe in all them silly things you read, Mac fell into this depressive drug-abusing state because he believed what some people on the internet said about him, uh, especially Jordan Sargent. And he hopes that one day, with that even, his life makes sense. Little angel, where's your halo? Somewhere above them horns. Mac brings in some juxtaposition. Juxtaposition, sorry. I'm feeling like I'm in... Year 12 English again. Uh, an angel with horns. That doesn't sound right. Uh, the girl is an angel. Her love makes Mac feel good. But deep down he knows she's killing him softly. Uh, you get me high, girl. Scared to overdose. Mac gets high on the love he has for her. But is scared that he may take his love too far. Uh, leading to a overdose or anything horrible that too many drugs can lead you to, which I guess death is the worst one. Uh, the outro is uh, a female, like the angel on Mac's shoulders. Don't cry, it's okay, it'll all be over soon. Uh, Macadelic was a peak in Mac's depressive, or depression and drug abuse, but being the optimistic guy he is, he's, he knows that it'll be over soon. Uh, then track number 10 This is going to be a bit longer than the, every other episode Because I've blabbed on forever uh, Mac wants to be a change in the world Wait, track number 10 is called 1 through 8 Mac wants to be a change in the world He criticises the thoughts of society Common sense and human stupidity He wonders whether he'll be remembered for the good he did Or just by his mistakes Uh Full of introspection, but he kind of contradicts himself. Max's own worst enemy. 
Sometimes I see the world for how effed up it really is. I tell myself I'll be the one to make a change in it. Max sees how messed up some things are in the world and he hopes he can be someone who helps change it for the better. This is a letter to whoever. I'm just trying to set you free. Remember love if you can't remember me. This song's written to anyone who wants to hear it. Max trying to break free, break them free from stupidity and problems within the world. And he hopes if we don't remember Mac, then hopefully we remember love. Uh, then the chorus, dear people on earth, after I die, what's the weather like? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And I ain't perfect, but I try. Hey, I wonder if maybe I'll get a second life. This time I'm going to get it right. Uh, basically, Mac asking everyone what the earth's like now that he's gone. Uh, and I think the counting is Mac calming himself down. Mac knows that he's made mistakes. He, If he gets a second life, he might just make less mistakes that time. Still planting seeds, so my money long. Money addict, it's a habit, and palm trees gonna itch. I mean, them, it's a habit that palms gonna itch. Even while in his heavily drug-induced state, Max dr- driven enough to make some music to keep the money rolling in. Max addicted to the money as it's currently what fulfills his lifestyle and drug addiction. Uh, then track 11, Ignorant. Uh, Mac and Cameron rap about their f- fortune and how they spend it ignorantly. Uh, I stay smoking on that strong. I'm smoking on that strong. Then go and take a handful of drugs. What the F is going on? Max moved to now be using his money for more self-indulgent things, especially drugs, smoking weed, then going taking a bunch of other random stuff. He doesn't even know what they are. So he doesn't know what's going on with his life. Brand new crib, I'm painting it. Half a mil just paid for it. Then maybe this is Mac being a bit less ignorant. Buying a house isn't that ignorant, is it? Uh, but he just paid for it. He doesn't need a loan. So maybe maybe it is a bit ignorant, but who knows. Uh, Cameron then comes in for verse 2. Laid back where the Mac and the K at. Yayo turned to straight crack. Maybach black with a gat. Won't say Jack. Uh, Cameron's going to be with Mac because that's where the K and Yayo drugs are he also bought a Maybach just to flex but he got to get a gun to to protect himself because yeah no one's going to say anything jack about you if you're going to get shot uh then track 11 this is a good one little wayne is on this one joins mac to question life and what they've actually become but as I said before, Mac can't find the answer, so he turns back to drugs and keeps doing what he's doing. Uh, so step up on the mic and uh, show him what you got, Tiger. Uh, this is part of the intro. Sounds like Mac hyping, hyping himself up so that he doesn't embarrass himself in front of Lil Wayne because that would be pretty shitty. Uh, I'm asking, what am I supposed to do? Done so much in my short lifetime, but I haven't done shit. Mac knows what he actually should be doing. 
Well, I mean, Mac doesn't know what he should actually should be doing. He knows that he's been busy making music and touring, but he feels that he doesn't actually achieve anything in the grand scheme of things. Um, yeah, like, you can release all the music he wants, but did it really change the world? Who really knows? I think for anyone who listens to Mac religiously, yeah, he did, but anyone that doesn't maybe yeah probably didn't because you're not listening to his music uh then where am i up to uh he i think they underestimate the grind i do to bring this dough and i'm only 20 years old mac feels people he feels people have assumed he made it big really quickly without doing anything uh but that's not what happened. He had to grind his ass off to get where he is. Um, and I guess he's just trying to tell people that that's what happened. He didn't just make it big because some dude gave him some money or he was went viral or something. He released a lot of music in a short amount of time to plant himself in the industry, basically. What am I doing here? I wonder what am I doing here? The chorus is just Mac repeatedly asking this. Uh, sort of feels the whole theme of the song. Him asking questions about his life, why he's here. Uh, so, yeah, basically Mac still doesn't understand why he's here. Uh, yeah, and then that's it. Then the next bit, drinking liquor and I'm smoking weed and you don't ever do too much if you could never do enough. Uh, basically, yeah, Mac can't find the answer to what am I doing here. Uh, so he falls back to drinking and smoking and playing up with drugs and drink all the time. Uh, and then he feels that if he doesn't do more than he needs to, then he hasn't done enough. Uh, so basically, yeah, he hopes that he's done more than enough because that's the only time it's ever enough. Uh, then I only bought one line from Lil Wayne in. I'm a pimp, I ain't lying, but that's not important. I'm just trying to buy time, but can't really afford it. Uh, Wayne comes in, tells us a bit about himself, but that doesn't matter because he's just here to buy time. Uh, but no money can do that. So sucks to be you, Wayne, I guess. Uh, yeah. Uh, then track 13, ultimately, or Angels, when she shuts her eyes, ultimately revisits the morning after uh, from a couple songs ago. Mac comparing being in love with the girl to the high he gets from drugs. Uh, in this song, the drug specifically is lean, which is codeine mixed with Sprite. Uh, basically, cough syrup and soft drink mixed together. That doesn't sound great. Uh, plus, she can get me high when I'm feeling low. Fill up my cup with purple, baby, drink it slow. And I can take you anywhere you want to go. Don't don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. The pre-chorus, both love and lean can get Mac high. Uh, lean being the purple in this stanza. He can take his girl anywhere with his wealth, but the drugs can also let them trip together. Don't be afraid. Basically, Mac calming them down while they're within this trip. Um, 
okay. can be scary, but it's all right. We're together. I told her, please don't take this back from me. This feeling comes so naturally. Uh, Mac doesn't want his girl to take away this feeling from the drugs. Mac thinks this feeling comes naturally, but it's actually just synthetic. It's from the drugs. Uh, I wonder where will I meet the perfect girl that I dream of. Mac thinking about where and when this girl and him will potentially meet. And that's basically it. Uh, then track 14, only four left. Uh, sunlight, Mac talking all about the stuff, about all the stuff he wants to get done once he's out of this slump. Uh, I think basically what he'll do in the sunlight. Wonder who really give a F what I have to say. Those those are the people which I dedicate this rap to today. Your shit is fragile. If I have to, I'm going to crack your face. Monday to Sunday, I'm acting like a basket case, while Sunday, I'm going golfing with my Callaways or watching football word to Joey Galloway. Mac doesn't really know who cares about what he says, uh, but this song's aimed at the people who do care about what he says. Uh... They have problems that are making them fragile. Max trying to snap them out of it, much like he needs to snap himself out of his slump. Uh, six days a week, Max inside, away from the sunlight, most likely tripping and trying to write music. Don't know how that's conducive, but apparently it is. Uh, but yeah, on Sunday, he'll get out, do a bit, maybe golf, maybe go to a football game. So he wasn't. Maybe he wasn't completely in hiding when he wrote this, but I guess a six out of a week is pretty much in hiding. The things I regret now be gone by the morning. My life is starting. I'm ready as I've ever been. Pencil in my schedule that I've got to move from on mis- that I've got to move on from mistakes. Once the morning comes, Max's regrets will disappear, much like good AM saying he'll be good in the AM. Uh, the sunlight will get him motivated and get him back on track with his plan, help him plan his life properly and help him move on from the mistakes he's made. Uh, yeah, much sort of like what I'm feeling at the moment. Outside is very rainy and shitty here at the moment. So whatever, hopefully the sun comes soon and make everything be a bit more motivating than sitting here procrastinating all the time. Uh, then track number 15, Clarity, Max, either rapping about the tranquility gains from love or drugs, not really sure what, but the line I wrote down pretty much answers the question, gravitating towards anything that gives me a sense of happiness, activist, love activist, Max floating toward anything gives him happiness, love or drugs, in this case it's the drugs, name dropping activist. A popular brand of codeine cough syrup that he used in lean, uh, now discontinued. Max says he loves activists, referring, referencing to his drug addiction. Uh, you take away the pain and I'm thankful for that. If I ever get the chance, bet I'm paying you back. Max's drug use is what he believes to take away, works to take away his pain and he's appreciative of that. He wants to pay them back if he ever gets the chance. I'm not sure how you pay drugs back, but I guess maybe he has. I don't know. In a jet is where my mind is, so I'll light another cigarette to calm me down. 
Mac is high like a jet. Uh, and that's where his mind is too. So he lights up a cigarette just to ease his mind and calm him down. Then everybody who can save me now is not around. As I said before, I'm pretty sure Mac moved to LA to write this. So he doesn't have his friends or his family who can help him get out of his slump uh, that he's residing in at the moment. This has most likely scared him because, as I said before, he thought getting famous would bring him all the people he wanted to be around, but in the end it just took him away from the people he wanted to be around. Uh, then the second last one, penultimate, America. Um, Mac explores the utopia he's created in his head while on drugs, uh, but he knows that's not really what life is. Uh, path is limitless, death, well, that's ridiculous. I'm going to live forever because a legend never dies. Life could essentially be limitless, but you, the death of your body is kind of inevitable. Like, duh. Uh, but the ideas you come up with may last forever, which basically Max putting a person inside an idea and that, that means they'll live forever. Uh, Mac expands on this, saying he won't die because he's a legend. Uh, But he will die, but his ideas won't. Which is why we can still listen to his music now. Which is awesome, because... Yeah, some of it is really good. Uh, Try to understand the effing message I encrypted, ancient hallucinating visions of utopia, until I figure out that the perfect world will only one. Mac encourages the listener to try to understand his lyrics for themselves, not to try to understand what he's trying to actually say. Ah, everyone could have a million different emotions when they listen to this song. Uh, No one will ever fully understand what Mac's saying, so interpret it for yourself. Mac sees this hallucination of utopia in his head. He's trying to focus on it while writing this song. But then Mac ends up realising that maybe a perfect world doesn't exist. It's If it does, it's going to be lonely. Maybe angels are flying around everywhere. Maybe it's not even like that. Maybe it's something different for everybody. Uh, got my middle finger up with a cup and a Dutch split. Well, I end on my nuts when I'm wilding out in public. Welcome to America. Uh, Mac. Sounds like he's explaining that America's not the perfect world by far, and he knows that it's a crazy place where people can do whatever they want, whenever they want. Uh, then the last track, FML, interesting song, just aim to wrap up the project and leave the listener waiting for his next one. Get your money, FML, everything could be gone, what if it's gone tomorrow? I'm just going to say something about this chorus, and then that'll wrap us up, I think. Uh, I think Mac's trying to say that we should all just do what we need to get out. Do what we need to get where we want. Don't worry about what everyone else says. Just if you think that's what you need to do, do it. Everything could be gone tomorrow, so make the most of it. Do what you want and not what others are telling you to. Write your own story, basically. Just do stuff regardless of what other people say. Like, I'm sure 
there were people that would have said to me, don't go to university. You, you don't need to do anything. You can just live at home, play games, watch TV, be a child forever. But I didn't want to do... I had the drive to get out and do something. And I think maybe that's where... I think that might that might actually be why I connect with this music so much because I wanted to, yeah, I sort of, I mean, I wouldn't say getting to university was tough for me, but it was definitely a situation where I had to drive myself to get here or to be here and do it how I wanted to. Ah. Uh, because I think, ultimately, the easiest way for me to be at university would be to stay at home and do it all online. But that's not what I wanted to do, so that's not what I did. And here I am, living my best life, recording a podcast for you guys, just smashing uni, chilling with my friends. Yeah, just living life how I want to. Um and I think that's maybe maybe Mac didn't want to do drugs for a while because his music some dude told him that his music sucked. Uh but that's what we ended up with and we ended up with Macadelic from that and then also watching movies with the sound off and uh Faces, which is a mixtape of his as well. Um yeah, I think that hope you guys don't miss not listening to me talk about those two. Uh, but for sure, if you want me to come back to it, let me know on Facebook or Instagram. Send me a message and I'm... Yeah, if you guys want me to go through all of his music and have my say on everything he wrote, then maybe I can do it. Um but otherwise, yeah, I'm going to skip to good AM. Um, there's some really good songs on that one. I'm kind of excited to share it. Uh, and I think it's a bit short. No, it's the same, like, 17 songs again, so it might be an hour episode again. But, uh, yeah, I might enjoy it a bit more, and I kind of hope you guys do too, because this one was a tough one to write a bit about every song. Uh yeah, it kind of, like, drugs and why Mac isn't here. So talking about the music he created while he was on drugs is a bit tough. Um, but, I mean, essential. yeah, we wouldn't have swimming or circles without it. So maybe, maybe I could be a bit less sad about it. But, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. Um, but, yeah, this has been Jack Out of the Box. And I hope you guys are all doing really good because I know I am. Uh, Yeah, I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will chat to you guys next week. Thank you. Bye.